What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 39 of the Coffee Club podcast. We are here again another week. The boys are over in Europe. Morgan's still here in Boulder. Longmont. I did. I'm going to make that mistake every time. I literally don't even do it on purpose anymore. I just say it. And now I have to correct myself because we live so far away from there. But yeah, we're very excited to be back for another week. Got a bunch of very interesting stuff to talk about. Before we get into it, just want to give a quick shout out to Owen Beans again. Head to coffeeclubpod.com. Um, check them out. You know, the, with the White Bridge Coffee, they're pretty good. Subscribe. That'd be pretty cool. Support the pod. But yeah, off enough of that selling out. I mean, is that that's not really selling out, I guess, because it's like our own product, I guess. Selling out would be in, like, baby. yeah, we're cashing in. We're so. cashing in, baby. <laughs> help us, help us cash out, in. We're cashing in. But yeah, we'll start this one off again with another little update. The boys, they're uh, if you're watching the video, you would see they're doing this from their beautiful beds. Those are two beds right there, right next to each other in their yeah, hotel in Zurich. Believe it or not, there's more than one bed in this location and i don't think ollie's even pushed them closer together i think this is how they came this is definitely how they came this is the separator right here if you're on the youtube <laughs> this is where my head will be this is where ollie's head will be it's perfect for the pod man we, i think we'll, we'll probably just hold hands while we sleep i, I mean i'm gonna be more than holding hands with you george <laughs> uh, but yeah this is this is our room we're in the budget iris ibis the budget ibis, ibis hotel um this was actually going to be our plan originally for 10 days we we're going to be staying in this hotel no kitchen literally this room is smaller than probably my like closet in uh in longmont so very very small room and i don't think we would have survived i don't think uh joe would have survived with his tent um it would have been crazy so luckily we did get that saint maria's hookup we definitely um, it's funny too because we we've talked about it before that ollie and i and sage it was meant to be when we broke those altitude machines like that was actually like a good thing that we broke those because that meant that we couldn't stay in Zurich and we had to go up the Samarids. Yeah. And luckily we did break them. Cause Dathan, because Dathan was definitely budgeting for this trip. And uh, luckily with the Samarids hookup, we got a really sweet set up there. Um, and obviously with Zurich now, with we came back, it's like, oh wow, we definitely got the better option from breaking those altitude tents. So good job by us. Yeah. We're pretty safe. Everything happens for a reason. Damn right. Yeah. We had an epic like five, six days there. And could easily have stayed a lot longer. Oh, it was gorgeous. It flew by. The coffee just, I struggled with the coffee. the coffee. The coffee and the food, man. Like, beautiful place. You can just, like, run there. You could, like, it's just an amazing, amazing place. Very expensive to be there in general, but we were very fortunate with the on accommodation. Um, but just the food in general, like, it's hard to get a good place to eat. The groceries was great. Groceries and cooking was great. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, going out for food was, was tough. Coffee was tough um so we weren't really used to that and zurich obviously is pretty expensive in itself so usually you know we'd maybe be in a nicer hotel if it was more of a planned schedule sorry that's an ambulance oh no this city life city life baby but um yeah with the i think budgeting of like this trip in general because this is obviously not a big trip is just going here for a race um rich didn't want to put us in you know one of those nice hotels we got in the budget ibis and luckily we didn't have to do this for 10 days because that would have been interesting but yeah <laughs> training's going well um we're going to be personally for my update i'm going to be heading into oslo tomorrow for the mixed squeeze-a-thon oh no sorry it's called the dream mile <laughs> sorry um i keep mixing that Complete up the trifecta sorry, the mixed squeeze-a-thon the with uh ingy mixed squeeze do you know what i was thinking i think that if morgan was really 
was like an expert expert podcast editor he would release this podcast at a, the exact moment like because the race is thursday night and the pod normally comes out thursday afternoon so he releases the race i mean the podcast at like the exact time the gun goes off so you guys can listen to the pod while ollie's racing somehow could just like slip in like a few minutes of commentary about the race <laughs> That would, that would be, That'd be an amazing experience if I could line it up so that yeah. we started. So we was like saying like the gun is going off right now and then Ollie can tell you, he can predict what he's going to be thinking <laughs> mid-race. Ollie's like, yeah, so we're about 400 in. I'm probably probably feeling pretty good, getting ready to just sitting on Jakob's shoulder, getting ready to make some moves, probably going to start the squeeze now and we have that up on and then just alongside it's happening in the race. How good that would be, that be? <laughs> That would actually that would be, be pretty, it'd be pretty funny, honestly. Um, yeah, but yeah, my McSqueezathon for the Oslo race is coming up <laughs> with the uh, big homie Joe and Alicia Monsoon Monson. So excited for that. Um, and we're catching a flight in. I don't know. We have to get a train or tram or something. I don't know, but it's going to be good. It's going to be chill. Probably just an Uber to the airport, leaving me behind. Leaving Jordy behind. Um, yes, but Jordy can give you an update sad. on what he's doing. So. There is an update from the last we said there was hopefully going to be one. That's hopefully going to be an update. We did say that there was hopefully going to be one. So, so plan A was, I guess, the ideal situation. Well, I, I, ideally, I was going to be in Joe's race in Oslo. That was plan A um, in the Oslo 5K. But if anyone knows anything about Diamond Leagues, it's quite a... Well, I mean, they're hard to get into no matter what. It's also can be quite political and there's like a national on in the country that the, of the host country, like they get a certain number of spots for their Call people. Call them out, George. Don't hold back. Call them well, out. I mean, I don't even know how it works, but it's difficult. <laughs> anyway, there's a Norwegian guy that's in that 5K that's just like not that good. Well, that wasn't what I was getting at. Were you getting at that? I was kind of getting at that. That's what I, I think thought George, you were getting there. Hey, so this is my personal opinion. I think George should be in the Oslo 5K. I don't think there's any reason why he shouldn't be in there. But Okay, but long story short, long story short, he didn't get in. So I'm going to Paris and racing on Saturday instead, which is still Hell pretty yeah, sweet. Um, Paris finally 5K. Still a 5K, two days later. In Paris. Not going to Oslo with the rest of the guys and girls. And I can't tell you anything about it because I don't know anyone else in it, except hey, we, we know we know guy, one person. We know our guy. Uh, what's his? Jimmy Jimmy Glacier. Glacier. Jimmy, what's his Jimmy name? Glacier. Glacier. He's a glacier, isn't he? Glacier. Jimmy glacier. the Glacier. The, li- Jimmy the glacier. Lion. He um he's from the Lion King. No, what what's the Lion thing? Oh, it's Max Verstappen. Is he a fan of Max Verstappen with the Lion is helmet? Is Max Verstappen a Lion thing as well? He has he a is. he has he's a Lion on his helmet. Oh, I didn't know is that, that. Is that the I connection? Know. What does Jimmy have to do with a lion? I'm well, Jimmy's he's like whole thing is he puts a lion emoticon on all his posts and he's pre or post-race. I don't know which one celebration is this. Rawr. If you go on his Instagram, you'll see a bunch of pictures where he's pretending to be a lion. Well, so, I'm going to have to prevent that. Are you sure? I'm are you sure? To prevent that are you sure it's a lion or a cat? Is that Gimli? <laughs> yeah. Is he yeah. Gimli like reincarnated into a human? He's just I looking don't know, for man. He's just the biggest cat in the jungle, I guess. He's a pretty intimidating guy. Uh, he's a, he's a funny cat. guy if you follow him. Honestly, the more I follow him, the more I'm just so intrigued. And you know how it was a year ago about, I think, when he 
posted all that stuff on Instagram about McLoofy. What do you say? Do you guys remember that? I don't remember. A, yeah. He, he was at the training camp with McLoofy and he posted all these pictures of McLoofy's drugs that were in his training bag and like caught him out and stuff, which is like pretty, pretty baller move. But I remember in the post, he said that he just stumbled upon them. And I, I just, the more I follow him, the more I'm convinced that he definitely just like went into McLoofy's bag and went, like went into his room, and <laughs> went into his bag, <laughs> took the pictures of the drugs. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why that came into, into my mind. And oh then no! And then stumbled into his bag. <laughs> just tripped straight with his arm into the bag, taking a photo. Oh, someone oh had to do God. it. <laughs> I'm falling into my Cliffy's bag. Classic. Yeah, I have no idea what happened with that. If that was McCluffy's well, been pretty we, quiet since, hasn't he? He has been. So maybe that was effective. Yeah, and maybe in he was able it, to. But... The lion was able to tame in the. Uh, Team the I don't know what he's supposed to team the teamer. I don't know, dude. Dude, this lion thing is kind of putting me out of whack. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm just gonna yeah, call it's a him tough to wrap your Jimmy head the cat. The cat man. He's cat man. Cat man. He's like Jimmy. the male version of Catwoman. Yeah, cat man. but to be fair, he's an amazing runner and he's been in Running great well. form for over a year now. Uh, Rabato. <laughs> <laughs> he missed his start, maybe. He's like, oh, uh, I might give these boys a couple of seconds and then I'll go. Yeah, yeah just that's what he actually was thinking. He's like, I'm feeling so freaking fed that I think they need a hit start. Yeah, <laughs> so for, for anyone who didn't see it. For a couple of seconds. For anyone who didn't see it, we were all watching the Rabat Diamond League together in the 1500. It was a pretty stacked race. Mr. Jake Weidman got the dub. Shout out to him. But two of the guys, one of them being Jimmy Gracia, the gun went off, I guess. It was hard to hear exactly what happened, but the gun went off and these two guys just stood on the line for like two or three seconds and they started running. And we felt so bad for them. We definitely thought that the race was going to get called back because, I don't know, I, I, I'm i not convinced that's a rule anymore just because of how many times happen, we've seen it's not a rule shit anymore. happen. It's not a rule. Yeah. So they just missed the start and then they started running three seconds later and then we were like, well, that sucks. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Still running eh? 3.39. What are you going to so, do, Yogi? I'm sure he's trying to run like 13.05 or 13 flat even. So, I don't know. We'll see. I'm what sure can, this is what can a line actually run though? Looking at, like, what can a line run for 5K, do you reckon? Well, do you reckon a Jimmy could beat the line? Can catch a gazelle. And gazelles can probably run pretty fast for 5K. I don't really know if they have good endurance. or I, I, don't, think I don't know. I think we, yeah. Maybe he's in the wrong event. Too up Maybe that's what it was. He's in the wrong event. Dude, actually, there was uh, one thing that I'm excited for, though, is is Jimmy going to get annoyed with you kicking him down and ruining that celebration? <laughs> I could see him being annoyed about that. I, think, I, yeah. I did see a video or a reel or something where he was, like, doing this like this to this guy yeah. that was, like, leading. And I was like, I don't know what he was doing, but it seemed very, like, um, com- confrontational. I also did see that. I think he, he seems big on confrontation. So are you ready think, for that, George? I don't think he's afraid of that. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Ready to dance with the cat? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's one of those guys who he either in his Instagram post post race he either has an amazing race and that's what the post is about, or the post is about something else that happened in the race that's like a big deal. If you know what I mean? That, that's never him just to have a shit it's, race. <laughs> yeah, it's never it's never just it's never just a normal race for this guy. So the one you're referring to was he was pissed off at the pacemaker wasn't going quick enough in a 10k and he yeah was like 
kind of being mean to him. He kind of bullied him, and then he went around like 27-24. So I guess he was feeling pretty good that day. So, yeah, he, he definitely likes to go out, make some noise, I guess. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a very exciting race with him. So It'll be a great race. Yeah, racing in Paris, that sounds so fun. Eat some croissants, croissants, some bread, some baguettes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Braiding That'd coffee sweet. and smoke fish and what? Oslo? I don't know. Smoke fish, smoke ingi for Oslo, yeah. <laughs> smoke dingy. <laughs> We're going to be eating some smoke ingi for dingy. Dude, I can't wait to now. try his vitamin water. Do you see he's got like a vitamin water sponsorship or some some shit like this? Dude, it's what if you stories? just go there and every single ad, ad is just him? Just like I wouldn't be surprised. around honestly. the stadium, Dude, just around in the, the pool? city. Dude, St. Moritz, Switzerland. We're in the pool. There's like this beautiful pool station and there's three photos of these like there's photos of everyone but there's three photos there's fingy hingy and jingy all up on the wall and they all got like super like it's all photoshopped with their face they're they all shirtless super seductive like it was super weird i was I kind of like worried stuff. about getting in the pool because like seeing that makes me feel like Jakob oh, was definitely trying to seduce me looking at it that's what it felt like man and it was in switzerland i was like it's not even norway bro that's dangerous there's That's no really Jonas up to there. Have that a pool. They must be famous in Samaritz. There's no Jonas up there, you know? There's no Olivier. Wait, I got another Samaritz question for you guys. Shoot. I saw I saw the some of the Aussie boys are there, Jack Rainer and MTC. Matt Ranson. Did, did did they bring their dog? I haven't seen Was that a random dog? Oh, Is that a dog dude, they had an they had a a Frenchie with them, and I know one of them owns a Frenchie. That's the oh, a black uh, Frenchie. No, Jordy Williams does. Sarah Billings is here, uh, or it was is in Saint Moritz, um, and Jordy Williams has a Frenchie, but I don't think that's with them. No way, that'd be crazy. Maybe it was just a dog that looked like it, but I swear, I I was like, no. What color was actually it? Bring it. Gus could be there. It was black. We got to do some research oh, on that. Shit. Someone has to, someone has yeah. to do some research and fill us in because if. They are able to do that, and there's no reason that Gus isn't in yeah. St. Moritz and high altitude training. Can, can we get a Gus update? <laughs> Gus update. He's currently taking a nap with Avery. Oh, actually, shout out to Avery. It's his birthday today. He finally turned oh. 15. Happy no, birthday. Happy 15th birthday, Avery. He's, he's almost old <laughs> enough to uh, get his license. Yeah, uh, Gus is sleeping with him. Gus is super attached to him because, I mean, you know how it is. Whoever Gus sleeps with, he is just addicted to he just he just has to be around them all the time so that's avery so yeah they're chilling gus is really really liking the new place now he's super becoming an outside dog which i think is pretty cool because he's running around made the nice yeah and you made the nice setup for him outside and he's pretty into just oh george he's pretty into just chilling outside now so it's good to see he's thriving thriving and thriving killing his new crib yeah what's your update no thanks yeah, the things here, one. pretty good. I I guess I cursed myself with that Instagram post I did a couple of days ago where I was doing a workout and because then like the next day my cough flared up. So then I'm dealing with that. It's not bad at all, but I am heading to Grand Rapids this week to see Jason, our chiropractor. That's kind of like my big thing going on this week. I do have I do have that really big track workout that you guys did here at Altitude with Joe as probably Joe's hardest workout leading into the 10K, the 1600 mm-hmm. breakdown. Yeah. I do have that on Thursday. So I'm trying to get the body right for that. And yeah, just hang out in Jason, with Jason in Grand Rapids, just drink a lot of coffees, get treatment, talk about 
stuff. I don't know. He's, he's one of those guys who knows kind of everything. So it was very interesting to talk to. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But apart from that, same old, same old life, life here is good. Good, good timing. If your calf is a little sore. Get yeah, to Jason right got away. Got real lucky. Got real lucky but with that good, one. I, mean, but... I think the Instagram post correlation is pretty accurate. Literally, I didn't post for probably two months and my training was so smooth for those two <laughs> months. And then as soon as I post the next day, my cough flares up. So I guess I'm going I'm going zero dark 30 mode on Instagram again. And you guys won't see me until the season's over, I guess. Definitely correlation. That's just the way, that's just the way it has to be. But <laughs> Don't make the rules. Yeah, we don't make the rules. We just follow them. So, anyhow, NCAA's day two happened since our last episode, and it was it was wild in terms of. I mean, you always know NCAA's is going to hit because it's just you know so many good runners now, so much, so many good storylines. There's so many stars this year, especially. And after we had the upset with Abdi on the first day, it was like, oh shit, anything can happen. Because to me, he was like probably one of the biggest locks uh, on the distance side. And so then watching it all unfold was just crazy. I think the first one was obviously in the 1500, which the 1500 is, I don't know. It's, it's obviously just so competitive and so hard for someone to do the mile 1500 double. Has anyone... Who was who's done that? I guess Josh did Josh Kerr do it, it in the same year? He's done it. Yeah. I don't think I don't think anybody else has done it. Mac Fleet, maybe? I don't think he ever did the mile indoors. He won he won back to back outdoor fifteen hundreds, but I don't know, maybe Weeding? Did Weeding do it? Maybe Centro? I don't even know maybe if they Centro. did it. I don't think Weeding never won indoors either. He just went outdoors. It's, it's crazy how hard it is to do that. Josh, in recent memory. Yeah. So did you guys get to watch that race? We watched the highlights. Well, I watched, Just watched the all the replays. Yeah, I think. What did you guys think about that one? Most upsets in every single distance event. If yeah, the five k. We get to the five after. Yeah, we had the five after, but I think the fifteen hundred. The most I got out of it was Andy Powell knows how to run a strategy for that final man because he literally just made sure that his Washington guys covered all bases to 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 prevent Mario from moving forward. Because Mario was in the inside and he was in like the worst position with all that to go. And I was like, holy shit, like how is he going to pull this off? He's going to just wait for an opening? But there was just never an opening. He never got out. Like he literally had to just run for second because he just couldn't get out, you know? It was crazy. But um, shout out to the Washington guy for the win. What what, what was his name? Joe Wascom. He's a sophomore. Wascom, maybe. Is he a yeah. sophomore? Yeah. Yeah, I think he is. I don't know if he's, he's like, like 20 a or 21. True, I think he's pretty true young. sophomore. Yeah, right. so good, good, congrats to him. Like, it's it's pretty freaking hard to win an NCAA title, so pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm sure, like, Mario's obviously going to be disappointed with that run, but he just put himself in a really shit position. I think he will, like, the one thing with these races, like Abdi, Mario, like, those type of situations in those championship races, you learn so much from them, and you take away a lot, and I think it's just going to make them better runners, particularly leading to the later stages of their careers. They're just going to take a lot from it, so... But um, that was a wild 1500. Yeah, I, I found it really interesting because mm. I think you can see with both Mario and probably Abdi a bit, when people start racing a little bit different, when they're such a clear favorite and they know they should win. I just, <clears throat> I don't know with Mario, I just felt like he was trying to cover every move rather than just sitting and waiting to make 
that one move himself kind of. And you're totally right. By the time, I mean, Joe Waskin, credit to him. Like when he came around the outside, he must've been moving so fast. And I watched the Pac-12 1500 and he won it in the exact same way, pretty much. You guys should watch that race because it is crazy. He's literally, actually, yeah. have you seen in the last 100, he's literally yelling. He's yeah. yelling at itself. It's it looks crazy. Like he's going crazy. And yeah, by the time he was out in front and they got to that final 100, Mario just had so much room to make up. And I think he caught on him, caught up to him a bit, but it was just, it was just too much. So yeah, credit, credit to Joe. Like it was a great race and um, shout out to Adam Spencer as well. Wisconsin Aussie freshman eighth. got eighth place and really good I think race. he's going to be one to watch in the, well, he already is one to watch, but I think in the next couple of years, he could certainly be a national champion. And actually, I think Ollie, once again, you were the only one to correctly predict that Mario wouldn't win out of the three of us, right? Yes. No, bullshit. You guys did. both picked Mario and I picked Bestin. No, no, no. No, well, I'm pretty sure. I pick? thought we both. No, no, I, we... Said that, I said that because of, I, I said because Morgan and I had the conversation about tactics. And we talked about how everyone keeps saying how Mario has great tactics, but we really don't think he does. Like he's just better, you know? But then we, we both, I think, deduced that. I think Morgan said that he thinks that Mario's going to win anyway. And I said, oh, I could see him getting upset. Getting upset. Okay, I might, I I think, might, I might I be remembering this incorrectly, taste. George. Yeah, I well, thought that Ollie said that Mario wouldn't win and we both said that Mario would win. We have to check Someone the tapes. Someone must have I, picked Isaac Beston and I know it was me because I said the ticks with George thing. Maybe we're wrong. We, we'll find out in the comments yeah, below. We'll, maybe. Yeah, we will. Who yeah, knows? But, but I, I definitely up, think. Either way, none of us picked Joe. So. Yeah, we didn't pick Joe, but congrats to Joe. Um, and Adam Spencer. That was a great race by him. Frosh from yep. Wisconsin running. I, I'm excited for him in the future. He's going to be freaking good, man. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Isaac Bastian, we just talked about him. Coffee made Club a fat TC. move. Coffee Club TC, you know, taking we'll, – we'll take a second Team All-American. We'll, we won't say no to that any day of the week. We'll take Never it. Never say no to that. Yeah, and he, he he got after it. I think he generally just leaves it really late, and this time he went a bit earlier, and he had to go around so many bodies and go so wide. It was, it was freaking tough, and then he unfortunately didn't get it done. He kind of died at the end, but – yeah, I think he's still got a bunch of years left in him as well. So he'll take he'll take a lot from that. He'll learn. Um, but yeah, moving on. The next big one was the steeplechase. I don't know if you guys watched that one. It's pretty pretty Chase fast. Was insane. Actually. Pretty fast. Big sky. Shout out for the yeah. for the pace. Anyway, he led Duncan, Duncan Hamilton. Hamilton seven and a yeah. quarter laps, probably. Yeah, <laughs> he was. <laughs> I mean, he ran, what did he run in the semis? He ran 8.22 or something. Something Just like that. the world standard, which is 8.22. And then said in the interview afterwards that he was going to go for the world standard in the final because he missed it in the what prelim. A and what a ball, man. And he got like, didn't the first five people get the world standard? Trippus, nice job. Trippus got it, yeah, fifth. Yeah. Yeah, shout out fellow Aussie friend of the pod ed trippers he got he he was a little bit disappointed i messaged him after because he said he was going for the win obviously and this was his last race for princeton uh but he kind of yeah he was trying to kick with them but then he just faded a little bit ended up fifth and 820 but he actually is going to washington for one more year i believe oh, nice. 
So he'll have another shot at it, which is sweet. But yeah, the winner was Ahmed Jaziri, I think. I hadn't heard of him before, but I mean, he's running 8.18, kicking down. So that's pretty baller. I don't know. It's <laughs> these steeple times were just ridiculous. I think every year now the steeple just gets quicker and quicker. Yeah. It really does. So, dude, Dunkel Hamilton, USA's. I feel like if he keeps that momentum going, it's like, yeah, not unrealistic that he can make the team. Yeah. Because I, I don't really know what the U.S. steeple is looking like right now, but it's definitely not as stacked as it has been a few years back. So that'll Sounds be interesting to see. And then Men's 800, didn't really watch that. Did you guys see that? Oh, that was Moed Zahafi. He just crushed. Yeah. Um, Would you guys remember watching him indoors at yeah. Iowa State? <laughs> yeah. He had some He's, crazy haircut back then. Yeah, he's still the world leader, I think, 143 this year. So he got the dub. Congrats to him. And then the big one, which we were all like Ben Eidenshank, fellow Wisconsin boy, came over. We were we were all there to watch the 5K because of Owen Hacker, big, Our boy. big member of Wisconsin Coffee boy. Club, Coffee Club TC. It was on the day of the race, I was like, I was thinking, I was like, there's definitely no reason Owen couldn't win this. Just thinking mm-hmm. about the field because yeah, Abdi wasn't in it. And then you look at Nico Young, amazing runner, but in a more like competition setting, I was like, yeah, I think Olin can beat him. And then there's Morgan Beetlejuice, who has been relatively quiet, I would say, this outdoors compared to how he was in indoors. And I thought that would be a pretty big positive for him, you know, kind of being more of under the radar. And I mean, obviously in the men's 5k this year, I don't even know what the slowest PB in that field was, but they're all like 13, 30 guys or quicker now. It's, it's pretty crazy, but yeah, definitely thought that Olin was going to be able to do it before that, just based on the way he had raced from indoors onwards and the momentum that he had, but to see it unfold in front of you was something different. You know, I don't know. What'd you guys think about that one? Oh, it was, I mean, I obviously was middle of the night. So then I woke up in the morning and I made sure I could watch the highlight. Um, it was already ruined by the uh, timestamp um, because it had Owen. Yeah. And I don't, I just, I think Morgan, you and Ben and like everyone that went to Wisconsin knows Owen really well. Like they know how much like he's worked really hard to be able to put in a good year for him. Like his injuries that he dealt with his knee, um, early on and like a lot of the pressures he had to deal with to get through with big 10 title, like team titles and stuff. Like he sacrificed a lot to like be a team player. And then now I think this year he fully got to like kind of focus on himself and race hard. And just to see him come away with the title um, was just so special. Even, even if it was a replay and I was so excited for him, text him straight away. He was sent me a Snapchat back. He's already in the pub with Mick having a beer. Um, I'm just so proud of him. I thought it was amazing. And the coolest thing, and I think we all saw it, was he ran straight over to his mom who was taking photos and gave her a big hug. I thought that was pretty sweet. His mom does a lot. Like his mom, um, Carol and Tim, shout out to them. They're kind of like our um, second parents from Wisconsin. They used to have us over, Morgan and I, over for dinners all the time. And uh, they're just lovely, lovely people. Tim is just an amazing athlete in his own right. Um, He was an NCAA champion in cross country. And to see his son win an NCAA title, I can imagine there's something just very special about that too. So the whole thing was just fantastic. I was really, really happy for him. And uh, yeah, like you said, Morgan, like you can think, oh, you know, Owen's got a shot, he can win it. But then 
actually seen it happen. It was just, it was just uh, something special. Yeah, it, it was sweet. And people, I think a lot of people that watch our podcast probably know Olin's story decently well, but definitely not everyone would. So from the surface, yeah, he's a seventh year. I saw some people on Twitter <laughs> yeah, uh, you got giving a shit about that. Whoever yeah. said that, um, fuck you to them. Just, just <laughs> well, make clap <laughs> but, back, uh, man. Make yeah. make clap back on Twitter is like, hey, he gave, he got the opportunity, he had the faith and the grit, and he did it. Yeah, but like, the, yeah. the thing is, it's it's true because Ollie just mentioned the injuries that he dealt with. Olin, and yeah, so seven years is a lot of years, and so you're very, it's very you know particular circumstances that allowed him to be there for this long but for yeah those first five years he was dealing with so many injuries and he came out of high school super talented but he's only really run two full seasons in college i would say like I i'm not sure right, yeah. exactly but he's only really run for that long like that's how long he's actually been healthy for so just to be able to stick it out for that long i think you know and speaks... he didn't waste his time either got a master's degree and you know, <laughs> like he wasn't like uh, this like pushing through his first degree it was like just banging them out like hot yeah takes. so so he's i mean he's a he's a great guy he's i think he's probably everyone who's been a teammate with him he's going to be one of your favorite teammates just an awesome presence just an awesome person to be around uh we would love for him to join our team next year but obviously he's going to be in hot demand he, baby yeah he's going to have a lot more options he's going to have a ton of options now which is awesome that's exactly what you want for him to have the best opportunity possible so it's going to be pretty hard to get him now i would imagine there's have you guys seen that one guy that dms no matter what we post on instagram yeah. there's this one sign guy Owen. on that dm yeah that he will reply and just say sign all one that was another <laughs> thing as soon as after the race i checked I, I checked my dms and i just got like 40 messages of everyone asked like saying to sign all one like they're like yeah. sign him sign him i was like dude fuck wish i could man i wish i could just yeah. do it but seriously yeah he's gonna have a lot more offers and a lot more opportunities and Owen will pick the best decision for him and you know i'm, sh- I'm sure our hat is on the table is that how you is that we say hat on the table is something in the ring hat is in the ring maybe hat, our hat's in the ring our hat is in the <laughs> ring there we go but even if he doesn't join oac at least he's coffee club tc for life so we can for life we can be happy about that so yeah i mean that was is is there anything else from the guys races um i mean the the sprinting i don't know the name of that florida guy but that was so sick yeah, to see him get that he, bubble um, Joe Fah, he's, he's actually he went to high school with joe ran cross country with him no way yeah, yeah. Oh my god! He's like he's like a really cool dude, and and Joe was stoked for him. He's gonna be a pretty sweet. Uh, he's from Liberia. I think he's twenty years old. Yeah, he's pretty young, so he's gonna have a couple more years, unless he wants to go yeah. out pro now, which he probably could. I feel like the he's gonna thing, go pro. Moving on from the men after that, though, just to get into the sprints, and then we can do it. But the Kentucky girl, Abby Stoner. Yeah, Abby Stoner. She's crazy, man. What a what a beat <laughs> from her. She ran twenty one eighty. 80 something 21 yeah. like under 22 and then she ran 1102 for the 100 and like a 48 like 9 400 like it was like i watched some yeah. some of the videos of it dude it's nuts it was crazy like she's gonna be like a big star i think but that was sick to watch as like somebody that's like obviously, obviously very distance focused watching that sprinting like that kind of effort that look was pretty sweet um running tw- and running under 22 is no joke. I think she was like, she broke the collegiate record. She smashed it, right? 
I honestly have no clue. Did you? Oh, I think I've been. I was just looking at it because this is wild. Um, but yeah, no. Shout out to the um, Abby Starr from Kentucky. That was that was pretty sweet. But moving on from that, we had the women fifteen hundred old Miss took the dub. They picked up where Mario couldn't got that dub <laughs> in the fifteen hundred. Yeah, I, I don't know how to say this goes. If they man. both won that, that would have been great for old Miss. Yeah, be pretty sweet. That would be sick. But she's been she's but, been pretty dominant all season. Um, that lady, yeah. I can't remember her name, but her I last think she's name Italian. is Vissa. Vissa. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's just Italian. She's she Italian. Italy. It's yeah, which sick. is freaking sick. Um, great food there. Um, and then we move on. <laughs> no, that, was, we, that uh, was a cool race, though. That was that was a cool that was, race. That was a sick like, race. Yeah, she was. It was honestly for her. I think it was the dream race because the Arkansas girl Chrissy Gear, I think, was was kind of she just went to the front and it was like a moderate pace but it wasn't like blow your socks off type pace so she kind of just sat in the whole time and then was able to close really hard because the girl from colorado michaela who yeah. won the indoor mile i don't know if you guys remember the way that she won the indoor mile where she had that crazy kick where she just blew every everyone away well she had that crazy kick again in this race but she was in i think second last with 400 to go so on the backstretch she made the fattest move and just looked so quick and went around everyone but then i think by the time she got to the front and she went level with visa like she was just able to match her kind of so that was one of those ones where because i thought that michaela girl would was probably going to win it based on what i've been hearing based on indoors but she started so far back and then yeah just was it like i think she used too much energy in the first on the backstretch probably and then yeah, wasn't able to get it done at last 100. So that was that was a pretty exciting race to watch, though. And then the other one that was sick was the women's 500, which, mm, I mean, 500. the women's 5,000 meters. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, 500. That's the worst distance ever, 500 meters. But Reps, this was yeah. another – it's crazy. This was one of those classic ones where it's going to be – the women's race is really different from the men's race. Uh, the girl from Florida who was a freshman, Parker Valby, she was just clicking off laps, crushing at the front, and then people were just kind of dropping off, you know. And it was like super, super talented girls dropping off. But then Caitlin Tui was able to stick with her and just put that big kick in at the end and get the dub. So it was, it was pretty cool to see, though. Two different NC State girls winning two years in a row. It's very impressive. That is very impressive. From one program. Yeah, it is pretty cool to see. And especially, I think, for Caitlin Tui because you see – especially on the women's side, these high school phenoms, there's so many of them and then you just don't know how it's going to turn out. She's clearly had one of the best transitions ever, you know, to college. She just continued to improve at such a fast rate and she's only a sophomore yeah. and she's got an NCAA title now. So also, did you guys, do you guys know how many Instagram followers she has? She's got like 80K. Yeah. yeah. She follows me. <laughs> Big follow. She follows me and I'll follow her back. The one, the one thing that I love about her story, I did on the Instagram guy, as if I wouldn't hey, know no, this, right? I'm the Instagram, I'm the Instagram guy. Uh, the one thing that was cool about her though is like, because like, oh, she was so hyped up in uh, in high school, and she had that she had that knee issue, um, and then coming like there's a resilience that she's had to get to that title. I can imagine like the journey there is just like something that's like not really done that much. I feel like a lot of high school like those major high school talents, like they come into college and it's just such a big different and shift. Like Nico's done really well, I think. 
from being like a high school phenomenon to like coming to NAU because people always think, oh, they're going to burn out. They're not going to be able to like succeed. But I think we're starting to see them, like the resilience of those athletes coming through. It's pretty awesome to see them find their way, shift their gears. And yeah, getting a title as a sophomore, like she's got a couple more years left and she'll probably dominate hopefully in, in the in the years to come. But she has got a big following, but like that's the high school thing, right? Like I feel like a lot of those American high school athletes just get massive followings because they're just going on nuts. Nico is the same. Nico yeah. must have like Nico has a ham and cheese sponsor. <laughs> the dude has a Once ham and cheese sponsor. sponsor like you made it, dude. Like <laughs> and had that spinger for a little while, dude. I've been DMing like freaking Mountain Dew for like the past oh. six months, and he's got a proper like protein sponsor. And I'm looking at getting diabetes, so like it's just he's got priorities. It's but, not fair. It's not fair. Uh, he's just no, but he deserves it. I, he deserves yeah. it, you know. And he works really hard. Nico's a freaking lovely bloke. One of Jordy's teammates from Fleek. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Nico? I, was, I was never yeah. on the team with him. You never on the team with Nico? No, bro. That's how young he is. Damn, he's, he's young. Soft, he he came third behind two seventh years, <laughs> and he Damn. is sophomore. Well, he is going to be another guy that we're going to be talking about for years to come, him and Caitlin Tui. But I hope that so. was a pretty awesome 5K. Um, also, shout out to another Aussie. In the 800, there's a Florida girl that's Australian. She was, was uh, third? Third or fourth? Would you want to check that more? Oh, check it? Imogen? Imogen? Yeah. She, she's an Aussie girl, isn't she? I have no idea who that is. I didn't watch the women's 800. Oh, I'm pretty sure she's an Aussie girl, but she ran pretty well for the 800. I think she's only like pretty young as well. Yeah. She's run like two minutes or something like that. It's pretty. Dude, the 800 this year is wild. Just overall in women's. Like, I feel like it's going to be freaking, like that's going to be one of the coolest events in world champs by far. Obviously, I'm going on a tangent, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, should, it was crazy should, last year, so. We can lean on from that into uh our teammate Sage Herder, she ran at uh, the new NYC meet. Um, third, she she seemed like she just like the positioning like this wasn't as positioned as well as she wanted it, it looked like. But she closed in really well. Um, RG Wilson looked great. She just put herself in like near the back and then just came through um, with a really good finish. But that was another high school phenom. Another high school phenom, but that was a good race from Sage. Um, Devin dude, our Allen, boy, our boy Devin Allen. Devin Allen, dude, that was the sickest dude. thing I've ever seen, man. Dude, he's <laughs> so he made sweet. okay. So we can remember Grant Holloway in the sixty hurdles at Worlds, like he was so far ahead of everyone. And then you see someone like Devin Allen in this hundred hurdles, dude. He destroyed everyone. He destroyed them. He almost broke the world record. He was going for it. He had COVID two weeks ago, um, which I don't think delayed anything because he looked like amazing so what was football training yeah that's what he, he credited to it he credited football training he said it's been helping his hurdling so holy shit man this guy could be an upset to grant holloway at the, at the trials for sure and like i, like I mean if you're running that quick record. yeah he could go for the world record if he breaks the world record and wins the gold medal at world champs like he can just move on to football he's done that'd be a pretty good way to go out yeah we got to get him on the pod somehow we got to get him Oregon. on the pod yeah at Oregon. yeah We've got to get him That'd on the side, boys. Yeah, we should. He's That'd such be a amazing. cool dude, man. I think yeah. I'm in love with him. I think you are. Yeah, I think he's so cool. He's pretty lovable. Yeah. Yeah. Remember but, at Penn when was he sweet. was walking through and he had about 600 security guards around him with all the cameras? Yeah, it's pretty jealous, man. Uh, so I was like, dude, I just kind of want to just... And there were, how many guys around you at the pin, the 4 by mile, do you think, the night before? 
Um, oh, I had uh, my agent, Ray P, Ray P. Flynn. Um, I had him around me saying, like, you're not going to get the record. So that was cool. <laughs> my agent, Ray, was just like, yeah, you're not going to get it. But um, no, he's a, he, that, was, that was a pretty awesome race to watch. Um, Bryce Hopple ran really well in that race, too, in that meet. But other than that, everything else was kind of, kind of sprints. Shikari, um, she wore a new kind of Nike kit. I don't know what they call it. Like, you know how they got the fly net? They got the fish net now. <laughs> Dude, I'm in, I'm in love with her outfits, honestly. I think it's so sick that she does Did that. Did you see the crowd she pulled out after, like, the interviews? She just walked out, like, all these girls, young young girls is coming out to say hello to her and stuff. She's got a big following, big fan base, so. She's doing good for the dude. sport, and she's making it exciting. She's definitely getting the pull of it. Yeah. But um, dude, it, other than that, it's sweet. Um, do you want to move to Portland because Portland was on as well, track fest. Portland. Track I didn't really, honestly. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't. I didn't follow much of the Portland track festival. Did you guys see much of the results from that? Mm, yeah, we did honestly. What were your we big takeaways? Well, the steeple was pissing down rain. Um. Lululemon's ambassador squiggles back from uh, the ambassador life coming into a race. She got the standard. Um, Courtney Ferrix fell, I think I heard. Uh, but Amy Cashin from Australia got the win, which is pretty cool for an Aussie. But their weather looked terrible, like horrible, horrible weather there. But um, I don't, there wasn't much to take away from the steeple. The cool races were the next day. Um, for me, I I really the the fifteen hundred men's fifteen hundred. It was kind of I feel like Portland because was it this meet last year where Hobbs Kessler ran really fast? Mm-hmm. Was that the same meet where he ran three thirty four? Is that this one yeah. or the next one there? I think it was this one. I feel I like think Craig won. Yeah, Hobbs Craig did win three thirty four. Um, I feel like this track like it's got good fifteen hundred meter vibes, man. Pulls out the guns when you need to. It really does. Because uh, the goose is loose, baby. The goose is loose. Yeah. Yard and the goose, 334.98. He's back. He's got the standard. He's got the world standard. I don't know how many other 1,500-meter Americans have it. Is it three or four? It's very few. Yeah. So he's looking like a real hot shot for that team if he can uh, pull off a good championship race. But that was a great race for Yard. He celebrated. His celebration was great. Did you see him, Morgan? What did he do? He just put his fists up in the air and he just looked <laughs> double, double fist pump. squinting and just looking up really like he's achieved something, you know? That was freaking sweet. Yeah. I love that. Love that kind it's of gotta, energy. It's got to feel so good after oh, – we've talked about it before, after the challenges that he's faced in the last – I mean, I guess he's been facing challenges in the for almost a year now, if you think about it, going all the way back to the Olympics. Uh, he obviously, at the start of indoors, he had some amazing races and we were like, the old Yared is back. I kind of hate saying that about people, like, but he was amazing for at the start of indoors, and then things didn't go as well towards the end of it for a bit, and then obviously it wasn't at Interblaze, which was kind of crazy to see. But then for him to come out and run three thirty four, I love that. I feel like whenever he's in good shape, he can just run three thirty four in any race. It's kind of how I felt felt about Cole last year, where it was like no matter what race, Cole could close in twenty five. The goose. Yared Nagus can run 334 in any race if he wants to. And he took down some very good runners, I think. And those are the really good Bowman guys like Grant and all that. Uh, but it was one of the – it was a 
a lot of the top US guys. It was very interesting. It was sent into our group chat earlier in the week, Mason Felix. I think it was his Instagram story. Do you guys know what I'm referring to? Oh, yeah. Uh, Mason was going to end some Milo's careers. Oh, really? Was he now? It was so cocky. I can't can't believe he posted that. He posted at the start list and said, yeah, ready to end some more Milo's careers. Because I guess last year he he did really well in the mile of the 1500 at this meet. But yeah, I think he got... What did he run this year? I didn't actually see. He he wasn't. He didn't end that many people's careers this year. Unfortunately, Just maybe one or two careers or something. He ended yeah. his own career. <laughs> It'll Wait, be, what, what, what did he end up running? I don't know exactly what time he ran, but he he didn't because last year he ran literally thirty five or thirty four, right? I think he ran yeah. something crazy. I think this year it was more that typical thirty seven type type dealio. So yeah, a little more tame. So. But that was that the, was great for you. But particularly now, his coach has now moved on to Tennessee. His coach is no longer crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, Dylan Jacobs too. He is now like, well, he's gonna. Is he? How many years left has he got? Because he stay with Notre Dame. He's but, definitely got at least one or two. He's definitely. Yeah. I would say he's probably got two. I don't know what well, he's I don't gonna see do. Him moving to Tennessee, do you? <laughs> I don't know. Like it's yeah. But clearly he's going there to be the distance coach. So you would think maybe Dylan Jacobs, I guess he'd obviously want to, but I guess we'll see. Dylan Jacobs seems like one of those guys who he'll be really good no matter who the coach is kind of. So he probably doesn't need to go all the way to Tennessee if he doesn't want to. But yeah, I feel like that was kind of it from the Poland Track Festival. To be honest, because there was so much other stuff going on with the NCAAs, I didn't. I didn't follow it because it was on kind of at the same time. But yeah, I think because I don't think, well, okay, someone did send me some messages saying that it was hashtag not good for the sport, that the Bauman guys in Woody and Lopez Lamont were in heat two of the 5K. What do you guys think about that? They they didn't go in heat one. They went in heat two. And I'm not sure what the, it was obviously some training type thing behind it but i think they just ran a second or two slower than heat one but it was like pretty much the same race but they just didn't want to be in heat one i guess not surprising just based on the fact that they did the same thing last year so it must be very intentional um yeah must just be like them trying to run slower throughout the race and then close hard or something it is weird though i mean i think for bauman they don't really give a, a shit if it's good for the sport or not, they're just going to do their thing. Like they're not, they really don't give a fuck. Like yeah. you could, you yeah. could tell them this stuff. They would go straight over the head. So it seems like for them, like they didn't want to be in a race where they would be in more of a harder situation to win or kick down or whatever their plan was. They wanted to be in the second heat so they could control it because unlike Bauman, or just like Bauman, sorry, I, I'm, I'm getting confused. <laughs> Bauman like to control things, so I'm guessing they wanted to control heat too. I think that's what they wanted to do because they seem to control, like to control in the situation, controlling the race, and that's, that's probably why they picked heat too. But good for the sport, bad for the sport. Well, if you're a Bauman fan, if you're a Nike fanatic, it's good for the sport. If you're not so much on that agenda, then you're probably thinking it's bad for the sport because really you should be in heat one. I mean, Lopez and Woody should probably be in heat one, in my opinion. Like, you know. It's. I just don't see the point of being in heat two. Yeah, it it was it was just it's just kind of random. But 
obviously they're gearing up for USA's, which is only, I want to say two weeks away now. So very close. That's yeah. So they're just doing it for a workout. I'm sure they were crushing some reps or something after it, but yeah, that was kind of it. Is there, it was a, obviously a very big week. NCAA week is always absolutely massive. Is there anything else that we missed from kind of the weekly roundup? Oh, weekly roundup. I think that was pretty, <laughs> that was pretty much it. I just, the one thing that NCAA for me, it's just like, it just reminds me of how hard it is to win a title. Like, so like the upsets, like I, I thought Abdi was a lock. I thought Mario was going to be very, very hard to beat. I thought like, it's just crazy, man. Like NCAAs is just a beat. It's just, that's why it's so fun. And I was really disappointed and my hashtag not good for the sport for this week. There was no one in that stadium at NCAAs. I saw really? the footage. There was just barely anyone there. It looked empty. This is the biggest collegiate meet in in like in the calendar. There's no one there. Like, is it is Haywood too expensive for fans to go? Is it like just too much at Haywood? Like, what's going on? Why would you not be there? It's a cool stadium. You've got the best collegiate athletes competing, but there was just empty seats everywhere. That is super weird. We're we're back complaining about Haywood again. No one there. No, As I had said to bring it up. I'm sorry. No, I had no, to no. be that the stickler. But when I saw that, like a lot of the races, like the weather, I don't know if the weather was bad or, but a lot of the races, you look at the stadium. There's no one there. This is NCAA's. Like I remember when the old stadium was there, it was packed. It was full to the brim. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. The brim was much smaller, right? Uh, I I can't remember. My memory's fading me, but I feel like it was a pretty big stadium. Like, pretty yeah. big for college, you know? I mean, obviously, this is a massive... This is a stadium that sits 12,000, right? 18,000. I feel like at least there'd be a, more than... I don't know. Like, 5,000. At at least. At an NCAA national meet in Haywood Field. But Need a fake checker on this one? On the yeah, I, I didn't see... I didn't see how many people were there, to be honest, so... I can't comment, but did you guys see the whole thing, final thing with the the Butter Boys tailgate? Do you, I don't know if you guys are into that at all. Did you guys see all that stuff that they were doing with New I Gen? See, I just see that you and I made an appearance. Butter Boys? I never heard of that. <laughs> you know, I, I see. I wasn't sure if you guys would be into it. It's it's uh, this thing from the Arkansas Boys, and they call themselves. Well, I guess Butter Boys Track Club is their thing, and they have singlets and stuff. And for regionals, because regionals was at Arkansas, they had the Butter Boys tailgate, and they made a really big deal of it at regionals, such that they decided to fly out to nationals and do it at nationals with New Gen. So it was like this really cool. It's like it's it's just like a cool vibe type thing, I think. Just kind of like people celebrating the sport and just out there to have a good time so it, it was pretty sweet pretty entertaining and i do know that uh they're gonna be at usa's as well that's how big of a deal it is that a company um i think under armor is paying to have them now come to usa's so that's crazy you guys should, should check it out because it's pretty funny i don't know it's just like it's just a fun Did you thing see that, that we made doing. an appearance yeah, did you do you know who that was holding the magazine? Yeah, he's the guy that does the interviewing at NCAA's. Yeah, I remember John Anderson, I yeah. think from uh, he was holding ESPN. up our heads. Yeah, so that was pretty funny. But that was funny. Yeah, that was cool. I, I want to go to one of their tailgates, the Butter Boys tailgate. But yeah, I think um, I think that's it for for episode thirty nine. 
this episode, yeah, it's going to be out right as Oslo goes down. So um, I guess all I can say now is best of luck to Oli. And then a couple of days later, George will be racing in Paris. So wish him luck as well. Some big, big, big races for the boys. But yeah, that's it for episode 39. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you guys next time. See you later.